Thank you for joining us here at Celebration Church, where we celebrate God, celebrate people, and celebrate life. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hi there, welcome to Celebration Church Online. We are so thankful to have you with us today. I just really pray that your heart is blessed, that you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in a fresh way, and that you walk away more in love with Jesus It's always good to be together in Jesus' name. You know, in a few weeks' time, we're going to be meeting together in the flesh. The local church is God's idea. There is a God purpose. There is a God anointing. And there's something special about physically being together. And so I just want to encourage you as we lead into that, make sure that in your heart, you just let faith rise afresh. Let hope rise afresh as we look at meeting together and leading up to Christmas It's going to be a great season for our church, so let your faith rise. Um, Today I want to speak to you um, and launch a series called The Sound of the Church. And I just want to look into what does the church sound like? You know that with sound, every sound uh, has a message attached to it. When you hear a sound, there is a message attached. So when you hear a hammer, you think someone's building. When you hear a horn of a car, you think... Hopefully a Christian message. When you hear a phone, don't know if you can hear that. Let's see. Oh, there you go. It stopped. But maybe you heard it for a second. It's basically someone uh, uh, calling you and the message is, I want to speak to you. And it's one of those things where the ring on the phone is sending a message, basically, that there wants to be someone in communication with you. And when it comes to the local church, we have to understand that we are always presenting a sound. The coming weeks, we're going to talk about the sound that we make uh, to others, the sound that we make to our community, the sound that we portray um, to each other as God's family. But today I want to start with the sound that we make that God hears. What does God hear when it comes to the sound of the church? What is the sound of the church to him? He is listening to the local church. And there is a sound that has been uplifted to him. And a sound isn't always a good thing. Sometimes a sound can be negative. Sometimes, hey, a sound can be annoying. If you've ever been on a a long uh, flight and there is a screaming kid, you know that that sound is not the best sound in the world. But some sounds are beautiful. Some sounds... Are amazing. I, you know, when I hear my son laugh, it's an amazing sound. It fills my heart with literal joy. I love hearing that sound. Now, when it comes to the sound of the church, and remember, the church is a living thing. The church is the body of Christ. That's what we represent. And so we have to make sure that the sound that comes out of that is a sound that honors the heart of our Father. And when it comes to our walk with God and the church. I just want us to rally around making the sounds that bring honour to our Father in heaven. Who knows he is worthy of all the praise, all the worship, all the honour. And so when it comes to the sound we make, we have to be intentional about that sound. It says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there? Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it it says this, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, uh, that you will be able to discern and understand the will of God, the good and acceptable will of God. 
So we have to see from this that there is a pattern, or if you like, a sound the world makes. But the writer here is telling us, don't conform to that. Don't be the same as the world. Don't mimic the world. Be different. Right now, my son, he's 18 months, and he's super cute. When you see him, some of you guys haven't seen him for a while, but when you see him, he's he's grown up a lot. Uh, But he's at a stage now where he is learning words. And so he is, um, if there's a fly, he goes, oh, flies, fly. And that's his word for flies. Or uh, when he wants um, kiwi, he says kiki, because he wants a kiwi fruit. Um, And I've just watched him, and some of the words I use and noises I make, he just naturally mimics and picks up. He's conforming to my sound. He's learning from my sound. And it's like that with God. It's like that with the church. We have to make sure that the sound we make, because we're surrounded by noise, the news, social media, friends, family, work colleagues, society, and it's all this noise. But ultimately, we have to ask ourselves this question, do we start to become the noise around us or do we listen to the right stuff? Are we listening to the sound of heaven? Remember, our job and our mission is to bring heaven to earth. Jesus said, pray on earth as it is in heaven. This is the will of God for us. And so we have to come back to this making sure that we are taking time to listen to the sound of heaven, uh, making sure we read the scripture, making sure we spend time in worship, making sure we have Christian fellowship. These things help us listen to the right sound in order for us to produce the right sound. And so when it comes to your life and my life and the church, the local church, it's, it's amazing. If, if, I, if I speak by myself, it only goes so far. But if two of us speak together, it goes further. If an army lifts up a shout, it makes a noise, a, a unified noise. And when it comes to God's people, we have opportunity to lift up the sound of heaven. How awesome is that? And so today I just want to come around that thought that the Lord is listening. Let's make sure that the noise we give is worthy of his name. If you think about the Old Testament and the Israelites in the wilderness, they had this pattern of they would turn to the Lord and then they would get distracted by idols and or they would murmur against God. They'll get familiar and they would and and it was this continual cycle of murmuring and then thankfulness and And I just think, I hope that we never become the people today who are the murmuring people, (laughs) who are the complaining people, who are the whinging people. You know, the greatest way that you overcome that type of attitude is thankfulness. It's honestly just being thankful, being thankful for the fact we can talk about Jesus right now, the fact that you can be sitting where you are and a team has put the effort in to make sure that we can still do church even though we haven't been able to meet together. By the way, for the past nine weeks, there's been a team working their butts off to do church online. Uh, Make sure that you're thankful. Make sure that you're honouring. Make sure that you take time to to find out those people and who they are and and thank them because this stuff isn't by chance. Let's be a thankful people. And so when it comes to the local church, what is the message that we want to send with our sound? Uh, It says in Isaiah 13, verse 4, it says, Listen, a noise on the mountains, like that of a great multitude. 
Listen and uproar among the kingdoms, like nations massing together. The Lord Almighty is mustering an army for war. It says, listen, can you hear the sound? Can you hear the sound of the local church? Can you hear the sound of freedom? Can you hear the sound of heaven? Not what we're against, but what we're for. It's so easy to stand for what you're against. It's easy to have a list of things you're against. But what do you stand for? You see, when you stand for something, it's something, something righteous. It's just, it blesses the heart of God. So here's a couple of things. I'm going to give you three things today that I believe Celebration Church in particular, but also the church is called to carry when it comes to the sound that the Father hears from us. The first thing is this, the sound of a song. You know that your life is a song. You know God sings over you. Your life right now is a song. And I, and I pray that your life is a song of heartfelt worship, a song of freedom, a song of thankfulness. It says this, if you have your Bibles, feel free to turn to Psalm 47, verse 1. Psalm 47, 1. It says this, it says, Clap your hands, you people. Shout to God with songs of joy. It's shout to God with songs of joy. I love that. Being people, being a church who has a song of joy in the midst of all the chaos, all the, the different things, the challenges. Imagine being a church, a celebration church, where we actually make sure that our song collectively is a song of joy, a song of freedom. Psalm 69 verse 30 says this, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. We see here another song, a song of thankfulness. Are you thankful? Right now we're teaching our son how to be thankful when it comes to food. And for some reason, he gets food and he will stuff as much food into his mouth as possible. I don't know who he learned it from. Probably his mother. I don't really know. Maybe me. Probably me. But basically, it's like, stop eating so much. And when it comes to his food, though, we're starting to teach him, wait a second. It's time to say grace. It's time to stop and actually thank God for this food. And he doesn't, he thinks it's quite hilarious. So we stop and we say, thank you, Jesus. And he calls him Jesus. And we thank Jesus for the food. And we're teaching him to be thankful and not to take for granted what has always been given to him. And so when it comes to thankfulness, it's important that we are people who have a song of thankfulness. One thing I love about my wife is that she just loves to walk around the house and she will often sing or whistle. And I'm like... She, and she's in tune, which is nice. And I like the atmosphere of just naturally just expressing joy and a song. And that's a gift God's given us. When it comes to the local church, let's be a church who has a song in our spirit. Let's be a church that has a joy and a thankfulness in our spirit. And so when the Lord is looking over the earth, may he look at Celebration Church and go, I am listening to their song because i tell you there's lots of churches whose song is whinging it's cringy it's not nice it's tone deaf let's not be a tone deaf church let's be a melodic church let's be a church that sounds good let's be a church that the father says hey angels listen to the song coming out of celebration church i believe that's who we're called to be in jesus name 
The second thing is this, the sound of surrender. I believe that the Father's heart is blessed by the sound of surrender. When it comes to surrender, we have to understand that our whole Christian faith is based on having hearts of surrender. We have to surrender ourselves to the Lord. Every day I encourage you, pray the prayer, I surrender to you, which means giving over. It means trusting. In worship, we lift our hands, and it's because we're surrendering to the Lord. We're saying, here you go. We trust you, God. We give you our everything. If you have your Bibles, why don't you turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Luke 9, 23. It says this, and it's Jesus speaking. It says, And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Surrendering every day, giving your all to God. I think we have to be so careful in our society because it's so much about our rights. It's so much about me and what I want. But we always have to remember that with the walk we have with God and the walk we have as Christians, it's actually based in surrender. In Revelation, it talks about how the martyrs will be honoured. It talks about those who have laid down their life will be honoured. And I want to encourage you to be someone who isn't afraid to sacrifice, isn't afraid to, to not just put God, you know, we so, so easily put God on, you know, I go to church this time and this time on a Sunday and that's it. God's in the, the box right there. No, no, it's an everyday relationship. It's an everyday adventure. So when we have a sound when it comes to our church and the church, May it be a sound of surrender. Because another word for surrender is this, worship. And it says this, I love this, in, 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 uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15. It says, Through him let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. A sacrifice of praise. You see, it's all about surrender. It's about sacrifice. It's easy to come to church and have a great band lead us and great worship leaders and we sing and we think, oh, yes, I've done my bit. But it's not about that. It's about the heart. It's about having hearts that are surrendered, hearts that are sacrificial. The Lord wants worshippers who seek him in spirit and in truth. And so when it comes to the sound of the church, a sound of surrender, which is a sound of worship. So the first one is a sound of of, of song, a, a song of joy. The second one is the sound of surrender. And the third and final one is this. I believe we're called to be a church that has the sound of a symphony. This is really cool. I love this one. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there? 1 Corinthians 1, 10. It says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the light of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there may be no divisions among you, but that you will be perfectly united in mind and thought. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed anything of their own possessions as their own, but they shared everything they had. Psalm 133, here's a final verse. Psalm 133, it says this, verse 1. It says, it is uh, how blessed it is and good for brothers to live together in unity. It is like precious oil running down the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down to the edge of his garments. It's like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commands blessing and life forevermore. Symphony, unity, being a church that is one in heart. 
in a society right now where we have all these different noises and opinions and people attacking and we have to come back to what matters. What matters is unity. What matters is fixing our eyes on Jesus. What happens is loving each other and loving those who are feeling unloved. These are things that we have to remember are holy, they're eternal, they're things that God has for us. Symphony is something that I love because I love symphonies. Whenever we go see a show or a, a musical, and my wife, um, she's a drama teacher, a high school teacher, and so often we'll go and just go to different shows um, because she loves that, and I've learned to love it as well. And if there's a live um, orchestra, I always want to try and get the seat, not to see the stage. I don't really mind about the dancing. I want to see the orchestra. And the whole night, I'll watch the orchestra and the conductor while my wife watches the dancing and the singing. And that's just because I love watching the different instruments and how, how professional musicians know how to play their part. They know the instrument they have. They've practised. And then they know when to come in and when to go out. They know when to be loud and when to be soft. They know how to complement other instruments. And then together, it creates... You know, there could be 60 different instruments and it creates this amazing um, sound of just unity and symphony, which just sounds beautiful. And they're looking to the conductor and the conductor knows what he's doing and he's directing it and he's making things happen and he's making sure things come together well. But every single person knows the part they play, they know what they bring, and they know how to work together. That signifies the church. You and I, what is it that you bring? What is it that you can do to bring your part? And learning in that, that you don't need to be the loudest. In the symphony, it isn't someone trying to be the loudest all the time, trying to play their bit, trying to do... Now, they know when to ease off, when to let somebody else shine, let somebody else have their moment, and then come in later on. They're, they're humble, they know, they follow direction, they, they're sensitive to the moment. And that's what God's called us to be the symphony of the church. And when you hear me talking more about this, because I believe if we can be the symphony of the church, the sound of a symphony, the sound of many, many voices, many different instruments, many different gifts and talents and revelations and testimonies, but together we're humble in heart and we, we gel together like a symphony. That's where unity develops. And that's where it says in Psalm 133 that God commands a blessing. And so when it comes to that, who knows we want to be blessed? You want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. I want our church to be blessed. But it comes down to this. How are we going in our hearts with unity? Is there anyone in the church or people you know who you have attitude with? Make sure you deal with it. Make sure you deal with it because you don't want your instrument to stop playing. You don't want to be muffled. You want to make sure that you can bring the sound God has for you. And I love that. I just love that God has called us to be that, to be a church that celebrates each other. We're going to be doing as much of that as possible, celebrating the different calls and gifts and talents upon every individual in our church, but overall understanding that it brings glory to the Father. So today as we conclude, I want to encourage you, let's be a church that brings a sound that honours God, a sound of a song, a sound of surrender, and a sound of symphony. And by doing so, let's make sure that South Narrow is a place that when the Lord on a Sunday can hear many different churches, when he's watching over, that he finds favour upon our church because we understand the sound that we bring. 
It's a unique sound. It's a sound that brings a message, but it's a message that God's called us to bring in Jesus' name. So right now, I just want to finish with prayer. And if you're with your connect groups or you're home with your family, why don't you ask yourself these questions? What is the sound that you bring? What is the gifts and talents that you bring? Ask yourself, number two, how can you bring that as a part of the symphony of the local church? What, what do you bring? And how can you meld, uh, gel that into the rest of what God's doing, the symphony? In this next season, don't just be passive. Don't be laid back. Bring what God's placed in your heart. Let's be the church that lifts up a symphony and a song and a surrender and a noise and a sound that honours our Father in Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray for every person right now. May we be a church that brings the sound of a symphony, a sound of surrender, a sound of a song. I pray, Father, that we would be a church that does not bring murmuring or discouragement or any of those things, but we bring thankfulness in our hearts before you. That when you look across the earth, that Celebration Church will be a church that brings a sound of heaven, a sound of heaven to earth in Jesus' powerful name. Bless every person. Lord, touch their hearts in a fresh way. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, guys. Have a great day, and we'll see you next week. We hope you were encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more about our church, please go to celebrationchurch.com.au.